guys, welcome back to episode four of the All Chat Podcast. I'm Grayson Yada, and I'm joined here by Jack Dawes. How you doing, Jack? I'm good. It's been another excellent week of League of Legends, just like it's been every week up until now. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a good time. I'm excited to talk about all the crazy stuff that's happened this week. Yeah, LEC playoffs today. Well, this weekend. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me all about the LEC. <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, man, where do we want to start? Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot going on. So you came out with that video that we posted. Yeah. Uh, that was unreal. You went 2-0 the first day. Yeah. So I woke up to the uh, to BDS beating Team Heretics 2-0. Um, that was the one that I, I thought might be a little bit closer. I was pretty confident that G2 was just going to stomp Giant X. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, there was a lot of people, I think, who... I don't know if they thought that Team Heretics had a shot against BDS, uh -huh. but I think a lot of people see this top side of Team Heretics and go, oh, this team, you know, Should be. there's no way they don't run playoffs, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it, that's kind of like how the, I was, that, that's what I was thinking, you know, but yeah, I haven't been watching the LEC as much, and I know BDS is just riding this hot streak right now, and they do look it, like a it's legit crazy. team. Yeah. Yeah. They're, so they're 4-0 and in playoffs now, which means overall they're 11-2. and Oh, which wow. is nuts. So they, yeah. they actually have <laughs> the best record out of all the teams because G2 just lost a game to Fnatic today. Mm -hmm. But I was looking at that game when I was recording the video. Yeah. Um, or like when I was writing the script to record the video. And as I was like looking through the teams and like looking through some of their stats and who they've won and who they've beaten, who they've lost to and all that, I just started convincing myself that it was going to be a 2-0. I was like, I know a lot of people want this to be close, but uh -huh. I, it's not going to be. It's just yeah. like... Team Heretics are not very good. Mm -hmm. I want them to be good, but they're they're just not. Like I'm pretty sure when I was looking at it, they've like only beat the teams beneath them, pretty much. I think they have oh, like because wow. they they were seventh, so they've beat eight, ninth, and tenth, and mm -hmm. then like one other team, I think. And yeah. That's how they ended up with their score. So that their wins were like not that impressive. They're not against like that impressive of teams. I mean, mm -hmm. Rogue and kc looked like dead weight more or less yeah right so it's yeah. like it, it i was just like this is not going to be bds had like series. that yeah bds yeah. had that like fluke loss to kc in week mm -hmm. three because yeah kc was out of playoffs and they were like okay we got nothing to lose we might as well win now i guess yeah. which always <laughs> happens to teams so they won a couple games but other than that they only lost to g2 in week one yeah. So I was like, this it's not going to be a close series. BDS is real. These guys mm -hmm. are they're not just like streaking or something. They're they're just actually better a legit than everyone team. else. Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw some tweets. People are calling Nuke like the EU Chovy. Yes. I yeah. saw that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that was, that's pretty I, high I, praise right there. <laughs> I've been saying that too. Uh, okay, I haven't been saying that, but <laughs> people have been talking about I've seen a lot of people talk about ice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, my opinion is that BDS functions off the back of Adam and Nuke. Yeah, I think Shao. My my opinion of Shao actually went up during this weekend. I thought he had some really great plays this weekend. Mm -hmm. But really, it, like if I see Nuke and Adam get ahead, I'm pretty confident the game is over. But oh, if wow. you look at, they had a game today mm -hmm. against. They have Vitality. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, against Vitality, and in the first game ice that they were sending all their resources bought for ice so he was he like popped six, off right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he was like six and oh at like 10 minutes or oh something. my gosh 
but you look at it and Carzy was able to trade back kills pretty much every time so it was like six to three at 10 minutes Uh and he kept the gold lead to like a thousand for the entire game so Carzy would trade kills back on Desheo and Lebrov um and the gold lead for ice over Carzy was never more than like 1200 or something and that's just how it feels to me when they put resources into ice it feels like ice is solid and can do Mm -hmm. his job but it doesn't feel like he's the guy who's gonna like win the game even though he ended that game 12-0-7 and (laughs) i still thought that he wasn't the best performing member of the team that game Uh, wow really felt like sheo and and lebrov were like spoon feeding him kills basically and he was (laughs) just like holding on to it and not dying and i think that's the thing about ice is that he's good at not dying Mm-hmm. um and can hit like skill shots when he needs to uh-huh. but i really think that like the other members of this team are what make it shine he doesn't have much of like an x factor i guess or like that killer killer instinct not really yeah he, he did an interview with uh the lec that they played during one of the breaks or something mm-hmm. where he said that he was a really aggressive player uh-huh. and i was like ah, that's cat i don't know if i agree <laughs> with that yeah yeah i was like when I'm, I think of aggressive players in the team, I think like Adam. Adam. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say like Adam is that player, you know. He is, it, and you know, seeing him without his Darius, oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> that was yeah. great. I love seeing him on Garen. Like whenever he yeah. he hits that, what is it? Q QW or QE? Whatever the QE. the silence into the twirly durly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a kill. And then he finishes yeah. him off with an R. It's like, okay, that's not even fair. <laughs> Yeah, so as a, a Garen one trick in solo queue, I can tell you that's the most satisfying thing yeah. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He loves yeah. the he loves the three sixty champs for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are the, some great <laughs> games out of BDS though. I was so excited to see how well this team did. Uh and then G two as well. Did you yeah, guys I was gonna say yes, did did uh that bds series well did any of those series have weird drafts because i looked at some of the drafts today today's yeah. monday and yeah. some of the drafts were wild like i think i saw yeah. hans on uh brahm right oh was hans oh. playing brahm today mickey was mickey oh, was. mickey was okay yeah no i think the the craziest drafts were the g2 drafts today okay bds plays pretty standard they okay. they want to put nuke on a zier because nuke's azir is just insane he just yeah. wins games with it um, but yeah, they, it's a lot of Cassante top for Adam or the gods picks. Uh, and then they just want to put Nuke on his ear. Mm-hmm. They play some like Aphelios, Jin, just kind of like standard AD carry stuff. It's like Maokai, Zin Zhao, pretty much standard okay. stuff. Yeah. And then you look at the G2 drafts from uh-huh. this weekend. Yeah. And uh, the first game against Fnatic, they picked uh, Zach top. Uh-huh. They actually picked Zach top in two of their games and won okay. with it both times. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then they won a game on Lucian Nami, which don't pick Lucian, but <laughs> but, but I guess unless you're G two, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but they they went Zach Lucian Nami in the first game, uh, and then in the third game their comp was Zach Vi Huey Callista Brom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to touch on that Zach top really quick. Sure. Because. On, I want to say Friday night, T1 played Bro, and okay. Zeus brought out Zach Top in that game. Let's so go. this was like the day before LEC playoffs, and I was watching Cajal stream, and he went over to, to Broken Blade, 
and he was spamming Zach Top in solo queue. <laughs> and uh, and then like we saw in the T1 game, like that Zach Top, even though he builds tank, somehow he does so much damage. He does it's so much damage, nuts. and he's he's completely unkillable. Yeah, if he gets ahead. It, he's I think both games Broken Blade went zero deaths. He yeah. was like at one point he was like three zero and twelve in both uh-huh. games, and like he had like the same scoreline in both games, zero deaths. Yeah, just like completely unkillable. It just looks like a menace, you know. You you uh, fly in, just jump around a little bit, pick up your blobs, and then boom, yeah, you're at full HP after taking half the other team's health bar. So <laughs> they buffed the healing on. I think it's the blobs. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but they buffed like some of the healing in his kit just by a little bit uh-huh. and now it's just like you play him in a solo lane and you just go around pick up your blogs and you just can't die ever. yeah and he can roam so well because he can jump around yeah yeah the slingshot so. is is crazy you should go back if you haven't seen this g2 fanatic series first uh-huh. of all insane series really okay. fun to watch that um but you should watch bb's zach in game three okay. because he just has he he pretty much like he hard carried that game. Like he was the reason <laughs> okay. that they won. He got player of the player of the game or player of the series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much because he just absolutely smurfed it on Zach for, oh, wow. for two games. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a pick that we're going to be seeing a lot more. I think I saw it a few times in the LPL too. So oh, I think really? that that Zach top is something that a lot of these pro guys are picking up now. And yeah. it can also be flexed support somehow. And mid. That's yeah, the and, thing. Yeah. So it's like such a flex pick. So I think yeah. I saw a Zach support in one of the Eastern regions too. So it's That's one of those crazy. picks where it can go anywhere. It's like a way. I mean, there's so many flex picks now. It's kind of yeah. crazy. I think that's what's going to make G2. I mean, they're known for being dangerous for this reason, but I think mm-hmm. moving forward, they're going to continue to be dangerous for this reason. And it's because the, the person in the LEC who's actually known for playing Zach is Caps. Because oh, okay. Caps has pulled out Zach mid like last year and the year before he's played it a little bit and mm-hmm. now it's broken again and they're giving it to broken blade in the top lane because that's where it's working for them yeah. but caps just did an interview after their games where he was saying that he hopes that he can play it too oh, so wow. you know they're going to try and flex it mid and top yeah, i'm sure mickey has games on it like yeah i'm sure he's tried to support if anyone has played it mm-hmm. so uh, g2 is just so dangerous for that is yeah i think any type of flexibility that, yeah, it's innovation, yeah. and the entire team plays it for some reason, mm-hmm. which is wild. We're also seeing sound mid in the LCS a ton too. We are. So there's just so many different flex picks that are that are kind of coming out now. Yeah, and I think the LCS is where we're going to be seeing a lot more innovation, I guess, because of the live patch. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I hope that's true, and I think yeah. that's why we've seen the Scion mid come out. And Garen, did you see that uh, insanity insanity right? pick? Yeah. yeah. It was the first ever Garen mid in a major region. Oh, really? Yeah. In a major region, wow. In any major region, yeah. I don't know how that happened, but it was they the first Garen mid. Did they win? I think no. they won. No, they didn't no. win. Okay. It didn't look great, okay. but it happened. <laughs> okay. Insanity's Shopify? Shopify, yeah. yeah. Shopify Rebellion. They had yeah. a big dub this weekend. They did. Well, so, I don't know. Is that true? Are you talking about the Cloud9 win? Oh, I was talking about NRG. I thought they kind of stomped oh, oh, NRG. Right. No, yeah. you're right, because they beat Cloud9 last weekend. Yeah, no, they did beat. They, I think they, yeah, NRG lost to Shopify and Immortals this weekend. Mm. So they went one and two. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I think I watched a little bit of that Shopify NRG game and I was just like, kind of feels like NRG can't do anything. Like contracts looks a little lost. Palafox looks like he's just trying to set things up and nothing's going right. Yeah. It's the, the non-rational gaming where yeah. NRG loses to bottom teams and beats top teams. But now Shopify is doing that too because they beat NRG and then they also had a couple really bad losses. They lost to Dig and they lost to... They lost to 100 Thieves. Oh, 100 yeah. Thieves. And I okay. think I think they might have... I mean, the first round Robin is done. So they've probably lost because they've only beat NRG in Cloud9. Yeah. Because right? they're 2 and 5. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Their I only mean, wins those are pretty are... solid teams to, to have dubs against. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. yeah. That whole split's kind of crazy over there in the LCS. I think it's definitely shaping up to being one of the more competitive regions, which is pretty awesome. It's really interesting that it feels like for the first time the LCS is kind of a mess because every team is competitive mm -hmm. and not because every team is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a legit like top to bottom league now, you know? Yeah, it, it feels now like... We've heard these rumors of like the last week or so that really anyone can beat anyone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, God, I really hope that doesn't mean that it's just like everyone Everyone's playing really mid. badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it looks like everyone has elements of their roster and elements of their teams that are competitive and are like scary things to watch out for, mm -hmm. which is the lowest number of wins right now is two so no yeah. one has zero wins no one has zero losses yeah it's really cool to see i think each team kind of has one or two players that can can really hold their own too 100 percent. like yeah you think of some of those bottom teams like you think of shopify you know like i think insan has an insanity looked pretty good and their bot lanes looked okay okay maybe not <laughs> i haven't watched too much of shopify but i know that some of their players are, are doing you know all right yeah yeah i'd say Bevoy is playing Bevoy. Their, their bot laner. He's yes, been surprisingly okay. a highlight for that team. Okay. Insanity, I don't want to say he's looked bad. He's been it, he's looked really interesting because I uh -huh. think he's played three Scion mid games and a Garen mid game now. Yeah. So it's like a little hard to tell. Yeah. He, he gets to a point in the game with Scion where he's also just unkillable, and it's like that kind of okay. just seems like a Scion thing. So it's a little hard to tell. But yeah. Bevoy for sure has been surprisingly good. Yeah, I think. I've seen so many tweets just this past week of how the mechanical level of LCS has gone up. And I think yeah. I can't speak too much on, on mechanics, but I mean, if a lot of these former pros are saying that the mechanics have gone up, then, then I'll just take their word for it. Yeah. And it shows in, in the standings, I guess, you know? If you want to see an example of that too, watch the FlyQuest versus 100 Thieves game. Okay. Because it turns into a stomp. It turns into FlyQuest absolutely just dunking on them. Mm -hmm. But the laning phase is actually really interesting because you have uh, Masu bot for FlyQuest and then Meech for 100 Thieves. They're mm -hmm. both rookie AD carries coming out of NACL. Super young guys. Super young. It, it's yeah. really cool to see that two like rookie AD carries from the NACL playing against each other in the league. It's sick. Uh -huh. yeah. But th they trade, I want to say they trade 2v2 kills in bot. So both oh, okay. of them, like, kill each other in lane. And it turns into, like I said, FlyQuest just rolling over 100 Thieves. But they both have these moments where they, like, 2v2 kill the other one, which is, like, not super common in a mm -hmm. lot of, uh, like, these high-caliber league games. So yeah. it's really cool to see both sides taking dubs. Yeah, that's awesome. I think some of these young guys are definitely making waves. I like a lot of the rookies that are in the LCS right now, for sure. Me too.
Yeah. And some of them are like not exactly rookies, but they've only been in there for like a year. Like Busio, for example. Mm-hmm. He's not technically a rookie, but he's only Sophomore just. Sophomore year. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's like super new. And there's a couple other players that like really haven't been in the league for that long that have also been really fun to watch. So mm-hmm. the LCS is actually so fun to watch right now. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, and I don't even tune in that much. But every game that I've gotten to see, it's it's a competitive game for the most part. Yeah, except yeah. for if you're Cloud Nine, and then yeah. it's and then you're <laughs> zero four in the last. What's four happened games. with those guys, man? I it's, can't believe it's like wild. seeing what's happening with these guys. They've this lost is... four straight. Are they streaking? Yeah, yeah. They they went three zero, and now they're zero four. So they end the first round robin three and four. Wow. Um, this is the first time. I, I don't want to get the, I heard two different things on broadcast, but I uh-huh. think it was the first one. Um, this is the first time that cloud nine has lost four games in a row on stage since 2016 summer. So this is the first time blabber has ever lost four games four on row. stage in a row. Yeah. Holy cow. And you it's look been at the roster and that years. looks, that just doesn't seem right. <laughs> it, I know. And, so I have a lot of thoughts about this because mm-hmm. Cloud9 is my favorite team, so I, yeah. I pay attention to them the most. I think the problem that they're seeing is that Berserker and Vulcan are not playing well. They're just mm. it, it's not even that they're like not getting resources or it, it's none of that. They're just not playing well. Like oh. Berserker, especially, he's not putting in the work. Mm. And and what Cloud9 has done, the first three games Cloud9 played, it was blabber on a carry jungle. Uh-huh. And it was just Blabber and JoJo running around the map together, killing everyone. And the game yeah. looked super easy. That They had the two highest damage percent on the team. Yeah. They were rolling over everyone. And then, like, Berserker, Vulcan, and Fudge were, like, kind Quiet. of there to help, right? Yeah. And now they're putting the last four games, Blabber has been on tank jungles. And they've been putting all their resources bought for, for oh. Berserker. He even played a Lucian game. Mm-hmm. Like, he might have played two Lucian games, actually, now oh. that I say that. Uh-huh. And they're just losing because he's not having any impact on the game. Really? That's tough I, to hear. I, I just want to tell them, like, it's okay to play the game differently than most other teams are playing. Because mm-hmm. most teams are playing mid-bot carry. Mm-hmm. And I think Cloud9 is this unique team where you need to just let Blabber carry. Because yeah. that's what he wants to do. That's what he's good at. And mm-hmm. that's, I think that's okay. Whenever yeah. you see teams like win worlds, it's not because they're playing the way that they're supposed to play. Mm-hmm. It's because they figure out something that works for the team yeah. and just go on that really hard. And usually it lines up with the meta, mm-hmm. but they, they do what's best for the team. That's how you get it's... Nautilus mid, you know, yeah. Doinby, right? Yeah, exactly. N- no one else is doing that, but it was fine. They won, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like cloud nine, I think needs to lean into Jojo blabber being the carries giving kills to to blabber and just letting them run over the game and then let berserker be stable they need to stop like i know berserker is good but he's not having a good split and they need to stop trying to force it i think would you say maybe it's like uh not like a chemistry thing but no one's really on the same page together because finding your own like team identity that's huge i mean you look at the g2s you look at the t1s the gen g's like all of them have somewhat of their own identity as a team. And I feel like Cloud9 yeah. should be that team that has a solidified identity, but it's just tough with all the players that they have. Yeah, I don't know, honestly. It seems like they should have team cohesion with the players that they have, mm-hmm. and it feels like they're purposely working against their team identity. It mm-hmm. feels like they could be the jungle mid-team, the, the, the Blabber JoJo team, yeah. and for some reason it feels like they're trying to be 
the the jojo berserker team and mm-hmm. it's not working so i don't know what's going to happen i don't know maybe i'm wrong too maybe i like just not seeing the full picture I, obviously i have no like behind the scenes access or anything yeah but from an outside like fan perspective that's what it seems like mm-hmm. and it seems pretty straightforward but i don't know we'll see yeah i mean there's so much that goes into it it's just really disappointing to see cloud nine having this roster going into the split and yeah. just the last week of performance yeah but at least they have another round robin we just finished the first one so they have a whole nother round robin to go um and time to fix you know they don't play another game until next week so hopefully they get it together i don't know yeah any other teams <laughs> that are like kind of standing out to you i really like 100 thieves and i really like yeah. Team liquid too but i know yeah. both of those teams are kind of middle of the pack right now it, yeah it's interesting because kind of everyone is middle of the pack right now yeah okay um, FlyQuest is six and one they're really they're a super fun team to watch people uh-huh. should check out their games too but FlyQuest is six and one and then uh nrg tl and hundred thieves are all four and three okay uh, and cloud nine and immortals are both three and four and then you have two teams at two and five so it's kind of like FlyQuest at the top and then maybe like shopify and dignitas at the bottom and then mm-hmm. every other team is four and three or three and four so yeah like it feels kind of like lec and where you have like a top a bottom and then just a ton of teams in the middle mm. okay i, I want to get your thoughts on quid and umpty yeah okay here are my thoughts on quid and umpty yeah. pleasantly surprised uh-huh. um i i didn't have a lot to say about quid last year mm-hmm. I, I i didn't pay attention to 100 thieves that much and i just wasn't that impressed with quid mm-hmm. but this split i've been watching him a little bit more and he's pretty solid yeah i like him I, yeah i think he's he's he pulled out the atrox right am i wrong i, don't I know think he I'm did wrong. have one did. like pretty wild pick yeah uh, this i want to say it was the atrox the amount of like draft screens that i've seen over the past week is crazy yeah it all kind um... of blends together <laughs> oh that's right yeah he played it against shopify rebellion okay um because they pulled out the scion mid so he just said oh i'm a okay, counter I'll counter pick you yeah. yeah he's like you're gonna lock scion mid blind okay i'll lock atrox mid against uh-huh. you it just was like the first time in four years that anyone's played it and yeah it was awesome it was great that was the game that shopify lost then the sound yeah yeah okay that was the the sign mid game that they lost and then tl uh umpty first of all he's so funny when they lose he looks already completely done with the league like they they, they had a loss maybe it was when they lost to nrg in the Mm -hmm. first game of their week but they cut to umpty's player cam and he looked so fed up it looked like he was ready to go back to korea like right away yeah and then they won two more so they had a two one week so he's been playing really well i think i think impact is playing really well too for tl okay he's his udir top has been just an absolute monster pick um but yeah, I, I think Quid and Umpty are both better than I expected, which is really nice. Unreal. I, I know yeah. Umpty's English. I was pleasantly surprised with how good his English is. I he think did an I interview saw, or something, right? Yeah. he did. Well, I know he did a full English interview with Ashley Kang recently. Right. But then yeah. he did one with, uh, oh, I forgot her name. But he, he did one with one of the LCS like commentators. Okay. And there's like a clip where she asked, oh, like, what was your preparation for the week like? And he was like, oh, what what does preparation mean? And then <laughs> she explained it and then he proceeded to just fully answer the question. So it's yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's huge for that TL team too. yeah, having a full team of English speakers now. Yeah, 
or uh, he's dual yeah. language. I, I hope so because I remember hearing from Worlds last year that there were games that because APA ended up coming into the mid lane, they were going to do the full Korean speaking roster, yeah, and then they subbed in APA for Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember he he talked about some of the Worlds games and. They were just talking in Korean like the whole time. Yeah. And he doesn't speak Korean. Mm-hmm. So they would all just be all, like the rest of his team would be like on the same page doing something. And yeah. he'd just be there. And he's like, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't speak Korean. I, I, one of his teammates would go, oh, yeah. And then like quickly tell him something in English. But it was like 90% of the game. Like his team would just be speaking Korean the whole time. Yeah. So it, it, it's nice that they're all able to, to communicate with each other, too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's cool that Umpty can speak so much English. Yeah. Uh, Pyoshik was actually on this thing called Secret Boardroom that's done by the LCK. And I think they I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of like do a deep dive on all the other regions, but recently they've been bringing on guests. And so they oh, brought Pyoshik cool. in to talk about the LCS. And he was basically saying how APA has the mechanics to be a top player in the league. Really? Yeah. He was really high on APA actually in that interview. And I know a lot of people were like, Obviously, the TL drama and the offseason with Twitter and, and Summit and whatnot, talking about APA. Yeah. But he's basically saying how, like, he just doesn't have the IQ. Like, he, he compared <laughs> APA to himself, like, a few years ago, where he's a really good, like, player mechanically, just didn't understand, like, the macro as oh, well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, so he wasn't he, saying that he's not smart enough. He's saying that he doesn't have enough game knowledge yet. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Exactly. So, basically... I <laughs> I thought I thought Piotr went on an interview and said APA is just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's no, got no, no. IQ. That's he so had funny. his back. He had his back pretty good. He Man. he did say JoJo was the best mid in LCS, but he said that APA like sure. he had potential and he's still young, has room to grow. Uh, but sick. I thought that was really interesting because obviously we don't really get to hear the ins and outs of like what each player is thinking. But for him yeah. to talk about the LCS and talk about APA in a positive light, I thought that was pretty cool it shows a lot about piosic and it shows a lot about where apa is too yeah you gotta think he's he doesn't even have a full season under his belt so right it's nice to see him say that too especially after that tl drama to -hmm. have him like come out publicly and say like like defend him that's that's pretty sick yeah that whole video is pretty cool piosic kind of gave a a deep dive on like his off season whatnot and he's gonna go back to streaming potentially this year like really he was yeah so like the offer periods i guess for lcs and lck they're kind of different so okay. if you try to get a contract with an lck team like by the time you come back for lcs all the spots will be filled oh, so he was worried about going back to lck um and like if he were if he was going to do that didn't find a team he wouldn't have a team in lcs but like right. kt i guess was really big on him so he got pretty lucky he was saying like yeah yeah i got really lucky that kt had their eyes on me otherwise i would have been streaming (laughs) wow imagine that pipeline of going world champ to lcs to streaming Mm -hmm. that would have been a bummer yeah yeah and then he basically said deft and barrel joined kt after he did so it looks like josic was kind of like that first piece to fall for kt it's cool that he's being valued by players in the scene too, because mm-hmm. I know like going into worlds, I mean, he was like splitting time with Juhan at yeah. the time going into worlds. The worlds Yeah. Juhan played like the plans. Yeah. The plan stage. Yeah. Yeah. And he was playing during the LCK split too. And then he mm-hmm. ended up, they, they took worlds in that absolutely crazy run. Yeah. Um, and it, it's cool that since then 
it seems like he has gotten better too. Yeah, it just sucks because KT right now is probably the most inconsistent team in the LCK. <laughs> really? Yeah. I saw that they're like what four and two, so they they're, are like top they're, four or something. Yeah, they're I think they're fourth place right now, but. Okay. Like they had their loss against Kwandong. Uh it just right. feels like every game's kind of a coin flip. It's not like they're losing every game, but it, it kind of feels like they're getting lucky. Like they played okay. DRX this past weekend, uh, and it went to three games. And really? Kyosik had like three steals on objectives in the third game. And it was like it probably should have gone DRX's way, but Kyosik was just him. I think BDD actually had a Baron steal too. Wow. And it was just like they're kind of it's like coin flippy. <laughs> this team what, what is happening in korea right now because the the first three episodes of this podcast and pretty much how i've felt for the past like two years is that korea is a top five bottom five league and uh -huh. there's top five teams who will always be top five and a bottom five teams who will always be bottom five and that there won't be anyone who moves up or down from that and there'll be people who challenge for sixth to get into playoffs mm -hmm. but it's going to be top five bottom five pretty much and now i'm looking at the standings and fear x and kwangdong are both over uh d plus, d -plus. Kia. yep what's yep. what's happening d plus has had a rough week man i think they're like so i have kt and d plus as the underperformers the inconsistence okay um, i know the record doesn't show that kt is like underperforming yeah. But they're barely scraping out wins. D plus is just it's the showmaker show and it's only showmaker, I feel like. Lucid That's so disappointing. Yeah. Like the, the Lucid Showmaker synergy, it's there, but Lucid will just make dumb mistakes elsewhere without Showmaker. Mm. And it'll it'll throw King in aiming there they might be frauds as well really there's yeah. so much fraud watch right now there's like yeah so many people on fraud alert <laughs> yeah a lot of people and a lot of teams on fraud watch right now but yeah i think <sighs> for sure dk is one of those teams where like they're they got fully outplayed by kwandong they got 2-0'd by kwandong this week and that's wild yeah kwandong just looks like a way better team than them like it didn't look like d plus had anything they could do was that the series that bull came in for, uh bull, bull came in against kt so uh oh, last right. week so this okay, was this right. week's series so kwandong played uh they played d plus first and they played gen g last night oh and gen g is like legit undefeated right they're like yeah. 12 and 0 or something gen g is like legit they're they're a legit team <laughs> have they lost a single game or are they actually just 12 and 0 uh they lost one no they've lost two games they lost one to d plus and one to t1 that's right but yeah but they're they're 10 and 2 then yeah they oh like they're i think 5 and 0 <laughs> 6 and 0 yeah 6 and 0 yeah i'm looking <laughs> yeah just looking at the the standings yeah so they're they're still undefeated on the season they might go for a perfect split who knows but that would be sick yeah kwandong is is that team i know i i've touched on them a ton but they look legit now i think that, i have them solidly in the top five really yeah you think that they're just gonna end top five yeah i think so wow. i have i have gen g t1 kwandong hanwell life okay not not in that order but kwandong sure. hanwell life and then kt those are like my top five teams right now and i have d plus outside of the top five oh man showmaker was so bad too i was, <laughs> he so, was so back like, he's back they're yeah. going like they're gonna beat everyone it, yeah it's it's showmaker season and then i checked the the standings today two and four i was yeah. like man 
it's, Come on. It's rough, man. It's rough. And Kwandong, I don't know if they're overperforming or if they're just really solid. Like, I think Cuz is definitely the center of that team. Yeah. But Bull coming up was like the missing piece. And now they just look really solid. I mean, we talked about him a little bit last week when you could, you're right. He, that that's when we talked about him. Um, yeah. We talked about him <laughs> l- last week when he came in and had some just insane games against KT. Uh, KT. Mm-hmm. But he's been he's been consistent. Huh? He's he's still at that level. Yeah, yeah. Even against Gen G last night, like obviously Gen G stomped them. But for the first game, it kind of felt like they were in it. You know, really. Kwandong was trading uh, kills in the bot lane, like. It felt winnable for like maybe the first twenty minutes of the game, and then Genji's <laughs> just Genji. But that's the best I mean, you can get from Genji. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Genji does the that first to everyone. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you can't really judge them too hard on that. But they beat two of the top teams, and I thought they beat them pretty handily. Like their D plus wow. game wasn't close at all. Wow. Yeah. It's it's cool to see. Fear X and Kwangdong being the two that are stepping up because uh, mm-hmm. those are the teams that I like the best too. I remember going into this split, I was kind of hyped on Fear X, just seeing Jung Hoon come in or what? What is he now? Execute. Uh-huh. Seeing him come back into the LCK from the LEC, I was like, oh, that's it's kind of cool. Whenever you see like a player who, because I don't think he didn't play in the LCK before he went to the LEC, right? He yeah, played, like, I think he was challengers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's just it's neat to see like these players who debut in other regions come mm-hmm. back and be able to like compete in in the LCK or the LPL. So yeah, I thought that was super cool. And I just since Fear X was um, sandbox, I've always just thought that they were a cool team that I uh-huh. was you know always interested in watching. And then the stuff we talked about with Kwangdong with them like training with T1 and like having this training arc to come up and, and yeah. be the next competitive team. <laughs> Um, and they go back to Afrika, right? It, it was Afrika Freaks before Kwangdong mm-hmm. Freaks. I'm just remembering this now. So they've had competitive seasons before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this huh. year's kind of like finally their return to maybe not glory, but they should make playoffs, I think. I would love that to happen. Yeah. So do you do you see a world where D-plus misses playoffs then? Do you think that they're seventh? Do you think like, because they're seventh right now, but do you think they're actually seventh? Uh, it depends. So... Kwandong's had one of the harder schedules, honestly, and where really? they're sitting right now is it's pretty impressive. I think Z Plus yeah. has had a somewhat easy schedule. Like you know, they they should be realistically at least three and three, maybe even four and two. So that's a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it feels like D Plus just isn't on the same page. I guess like it feels like. Showmaker's doing everything for the team and everyone else is just kind of watching Showmaker, which is sad because we all know how good Showmaker can be on a good team, you know, but right yeah. now it's it's only him. And it's sad that like Kingen might be a fraud too because he got finals MVP when they won in, mm-hmm. uh, in 2022. And I was yep. like, okay, like, you know, Zeka is the one who's like really carried this team. He's, he's the highlight of 2022, mm-hmm. but Kingen had a legit series against yeah. T1. He played oh, yeah. really well. He deserved he finals MVP. Zayus. <laughs> he did. And <laughs> yeah. now apparently he's a fraud. So yeah, he has not looked up to form like last year on Hanwa. He didn't look amazing. This year right. he just has not looked very good either. I remember that. I think he's kind of kind of riding that world's win a little bit. 
to some contracts. I guess you take that. I guess if yeah. you're Kenyan, you take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you're showmaker, you're a little sad. If you're a D-plus fan, you're extra sad. But yeah. I think it's going to be a toss-up for sure between KT, D-plus, Firax. I think DRX could even sneak in there. Really? Yeah. I think they're one in five. Yeah, I, I know. know but <laughs> this past weekend, it, they're all they have three rookies on their team. That I thought they played pretty well against KT. Like, really, they took them to a two-one series. And honestly, like like I said earlier, they probably should have won Game Three, but they just stole every, like KT stole every objective. Like Man. Sponge was crying. Like he he broke down in tears after. Okay, the game. I saw that. I was wondering why. Like what made him break down because i figured it was just kind of like a normal series so i was mm-hmm. wondering why it caused him to like completely break down like that and it was because of that game three huh yeah so i was looking at the stats i think dr well the game score ended uh kt had like 18 kills to drx's nine okay but i think halfway through the game it was like nine to one drx wow yeah so they had a pretty decent lead and just through pretty hard Man, yeah, okay. yeah, I can see how that, especially in a game three too. In I can game see three, pretty... he's a rookie jungler, like just a lot of emotions weighing on him for sure. Sorry, do you think he's the best rookie on DRX, or uh, do you think they're all think, good? Or I think Saytab's probably that guy for them. Okay, the mid laner. Actually, is he mid laner? Okay, yeah, he's their mid laner. So they have Sponge, uh, Saytab, and then. Um, it's their support <laughs> okay but okay i think Saytabs look the best out of the rookies on that team for sure yeah but i don't think they're a team like i think it really is nongshim Brion at the bottom two okay and then it's going to be like those four teams kind of fighting for those last two spots i That's think so cool yeah i i, I honestly know. solidly have gen g t1 hano life and kwandong as like my top four right now wow yeah which might be well it's definitely a hot take i don't think a lot of people will have kwandong there but just based on how they've been playing like it's hard to not have them there like their synergy's so good i'm just i'm a i'm really high on kwandong clearly well, well i hope that this hot take lasts longer and performs better than your ra hot take because yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started on that bro, bro. oh and right now they're they're on the come up they're they're, they're <laughs> yeah. contenders for sure i checked the schedule today zero four yeah you're talking out of your ass <laughs> yeah so maybe i'm jinxing these guys <laughs> maybe i don't know you are. <laughs> maybe we're gonna see kong dong not win another game for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the split i sure hope not but yeah ra they're frauds for sure the, i'm, are I'm they no longer zero eight yeah they haven't won a single game and it's not even like they've been playing hard teams like they have played some hard teams but i think they've had some matches where they should have won for sure i'm no longer looking at demacia cup ever again <laughs> and basing anything off of that because that's that's where you got your um nocturne oriana take too right because yeah. that was something that i was gonna tell you about today yeah is yeah. that we, we've talked about teams and and players who are on fraud watch mm-hmm. but i have a new pick to add to fraud watch <laughs> it's the nocturne, Ori. nocturne no it's just not oh, just nocturne ori's fine i oh, think yeah. nocturne is absolutely on fraud watch. <laughs> I, let me hold on. I pulled up some stats on it because I wanted to tell you about it. It it got a little better recently because um, Armeo of all people just won a game on it in the LCS. Uh-huh. But across all top regions, it's five and thirteen 
So it has a 27% win rate. Uh, and the, the LCK is the only region that has a positive win rate. It's 2-1 and one in the LCK. But in the LCS, it's 2-3. and three. In the LEC, it's 0-3. And in the LPL, it's 1-6. and six. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, this, this pick is for frauds. It's okay. Just, it, yeah. Like, people are picking Nocturne Oriana and sometimes throwing Rel in there or like other like top laners that can run in too. And uh-huh. they, their game plan is put the ball on one of these people and have Noc- or put, put the ball on Nocturne, have yeah. him dive in and one shot someone and then we'll win the fight. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. It just never works because people flash out or they don't die or they zanyas or whatever it is. And then you have a nocturne in the middle of five people who insta dies and yeah. you're fighting a 4v5. So <laughs> I think this pick only works if you play it act surprisingly. How, uh, what is it, Immortals? Is that what the team Armeo's on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I just checked. Yeah. God, I can't <laughs> believe I flubbed that. Um, but you have to play it in a way, I think kind of like how Armeo played it where he only went for the ball combo one time and the rest of it it was like turn the lights out use like that as your advantage Mm -hmm. and then he can solo someone still but it's like you have the team collapse together when the lights are out rather than just sending him in solo with the ball and hoping you win off of it yeah every time people try and do that it just doesn't work I think contracts played it against Shopify is that right? The team, yeah, I think that was the game that they lost because I remember watching that and it felt like every time contracts would try to turn the lights out, it would be like a waste of an ult, a waste of a cooldown. Like, yeah. They would they would get picks or not picks, but they would get sums off guys and then contracts would just run in and turn the lights off. They just could not time the nocturne ults properly. And it was just always off. Nocturne fraud alert. Fraud alert. Nocturne uh, is on fraud alert. It, it's TBD, but I think it's bad, and I think it's not going to get you wins unless you play it in like very specific scenarios. Okay. So, Nocturne's on fraud alert, just like you are for your goddamn <laughs> RA, RA take. <laughs> RA take. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right yeah i'll take that one i'll take yeah. i'll hold on that one because they yeah, are legit on the only too. team that has not won a game in any region that's so funny like not bro, even a single RA. game you're, bro. you're not even ready for ra zero eight yeah that's so funny it's a that's a tough look speaking of ra and some of these players i guess in the lpl yeah. i want to talk about some of the koreans that are in the lpl because okay they're not looking too hot prince did have really? a pentakill but, oh really? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. He uh oh, who did he have against? Regardless though, I think a lot of the imports right now in Korea are not looking the best, at least on these bottom teams. You can count out like the scout, the Kanavi and the right. and the rookies, but like Vikla, uh Kyle, Croco, Dom, Life, like it's a Not tough great, watch huh? already watching some of these teams, but watching these guys play, sometimes they just make some of the dumbest errors like croco played i think it was up but croco just like i don't know out of position all the time trying to find flanks on poppy when his team should have been fighting front to back uh it's just a tough look i don't know yeah they're they're not looking too hot some of these korean players uh over in the lpl i don't know if it's a language barrier thing i don't know if it's a new atmosphere but to be fair, some of these players like weren't the best in Korea either, right? Like, I mean, I know yeah. Life has like had his time in the sun, but like, I don't think 
Duck Dom was ever really like a top tier AD carry. I don't yeah. think Croco was like one of those players who people thought was good on a bad team, mm-hmm. but like he never really he was on like Live Sandbox. Yeah, right? he was always was on he Sandbox. With Prince? Yeah. yeah. He so did he played play with Prince. Prince. Yeah. But, but like Vikla, I don't know. All those guys, they were like almost good, right? Mm-hmm. But it, I, th- I feel like a lot of these like LCK players you're talking about, they were never like the best in LCK either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I was expecting too much out of them, but sure. like, even on these bottom teams in the LPL, like they're still not really showing out. Uh, that sucks. But, yeah. There's definitely top teams in the LPL, there's middle of the pack teams, and then it's everybody else. <laughs> pretty much yeah i'd say there's like a pretty solid top six or seven in the lpl okay and then everybody else kind of just fits wherever man the thing that trips me up about lpl though too is like the way that they play games because i was looking at the i was just briefly like looking at the standings for the lpl too Uh and teams like uh nip they've played five series already yeah and top has played three same with like jdg yeah only oh three. that's right yeah they've only played three series too so it's like i can never whenever i tune into like lpl i always feel like i, I don't have a great idea who's actually good or bad because some teams have just played like twice as many games as other teams yeah i think that's one of the biggest things for lpl like trying to see all these different matchups because certain teams have only played bad teams and certain teams right. have only played good teams and certain teams still need that challenge i guess like i think yeah. Nip is one of those teams where they need a few more games against good teams. They got 2-0'd by JDG, but they've beaten everybody else that they've played. Do you think that they're one of those top teams then still? Even yeah, if they I, have like... them, I have them as middle of the pack. So like the teams that okay. I kind of have as legit teams are Top Esports, BLG, and JDG. I okay. think those three are going to be the top three at the end of the split. And then middle of the pack-wise, I have LNG, Weibo, and Nip, which LNG had a pretty close series against JDG last night, but JDG, they honestly look really good. Flandre looks really good. Kanavi looks really good. They're just a well-oiled machine for sure. And Ruler's Ruler. Ruler's hard Ruler. To, hard to top that. Ruler is just rulering. Yeah. I think those top six, though, they're pretty interchangeable, and then everybody else is kind of just there. So even though, like, IG is currently in fourth, like tied with Weibo. You think that they're and like LGD and WE have like better scores than LNG do. You think all those teams are just it's strength of schedule? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah, because like WE, they beat LGD and LGD is they're not actually like I think when you're watching so many games and yeah. it's a lot of these worse matchups, you kinda like I was getting like a false sense of who's good and who's not. But when you see like the two top teams play and then you see a top team, like a true top team versus like a middle bottom team. The difference is it's pretty night and day for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the standings will work themselves out as the split goes on, but they're not super accurate right now. Yeah. Like IG, okay. I think they have wins against like TT. Uh, like TT had that fluke win against LNG, but they've gotten 2-0'd every other series. <laughs> like IG 2-0'd RA. You know, like it's definitely strength of schedule because IG also got smoked by I think Toppies. No, they got smoked by Nip. So okay, that discrepancy is is pretty apparent. I've heard that it's hard to two O R A though. I've heard that they're they're up and coming and gonna take over the whole split. <laughs> Dude, you gotta you gotta don't sleep on R A, bro. They made it. They made the semis at the Navasia Cup. <laughs> I'm never letting you live that down ever. <laughs> by the way, I'm I'm praying on R A's downfall so hard right now just so I can make fun of you. 
I hope you didn't say anything about fly last year then. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. My bad. You don't have that recorded, so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, LPL is definitely it's one of those leagues where it's it's very top heavy for sure. Okay. Yeah, and it's a pretty clear top heavy. Like the top teams, like any of those three teams, I think could definitely compete with the best of the world, like a Gen G or T one. Yeah. The middle of the pack guys I'm not as sure about. Like LNG kind of seems like frauds, honestly. Like we might have to put really? those guys on fraud alert. Yeah. Like, oh man. They're good, but okay, maybe not their whole team, but Mark. Mark needs to go on fraud alert for sure. Really? I don't know why they're not playing Hong at all. Wasn't but... Mark like wasn't there a point like what last year or two years ago in, in the LPL where like the best supports were like the four M's or something? It, it was, was like, like Mark, Mark missing, Mako, missing missing. Yeah. Yeah. But Mark is not it. Huh? Mark is not it, bro. I'm only speaking as a as a viewer. Yeah. But I loved Hong on LNG. I mean, I thought they were a good team last year. Was he the one who played last year? He played, yeah. He was their okay. starting support. Mark was yeah, on I top of sports. Yeah, he was really like he was solid. Yeah. And yeah, I had no complaints. Yeah. Now Mark, I don't know. Like he played a pike game against JDG and Okay. Early, he was good, and then late in the game, like he just looked completely useless. Huh. It's, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where I feel like they just need a change of guys in that support role. Yeah. And I feel like that might be a consensus throughout the world because I think Hong's solid, and he just hasn't gotten a Like, he's gotten, I think, two games this year. Man. But they've been playing Mark, so I don't know. We'll I don't have too much else to really say about the LPL. It's, it's a pretty top-heavy uh, top league. And yeah. that's pretty much about where I got to leave it. <laughs> well, then let me ask you a little bit more about LCK, because one of the things I've been hearing is that Zeus might just be like the best player in the world right now. Yeah, like, Zeus, Zeus looks honestly team one as a whole looks crazy. They had a in their first game against bro. Bro was playing two rookies. Oh, uh, wasn't that like the seven minute tower game or something? <laughs> it was absurd. So Guma and Karia, Caitlin Lux. Right. Classic. Probably one of the more unstoppable Caitlyn Luxes. Probably the most unstoppable. They took 10 turret plates before 10 minutes. Or at 10 minutes. So they That's took insane. bot tower. Yeah, they completely took bot tower at 7 minutes. And then they went up to top and took the whole top tower too. <laughs> Didn't Karia ended up having like the most damage that game? Yeah, he, yeah, his Lux was nutty. I think he finished like 4-0 and something. A yeah. ton of assists. It just, it didn't look fair. It was like, kind of felt bad for these two rookies playing in their first <laughs> LCK game against uh, Guma Karia. Man, yeah. so, so T1 are them, except for when they play against Gen G, and then yeah. they just have the the most impenetrable mental block of all time. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, they, they smoked Hanwha Life. Like, they beat them pretty handedly. And I think Hanwha Life is the solid third place in the LCK right now. Yeah, because I'm seeing them at 5-1, and one, and that was a team that I thought was going to be where D-plus is now. Mm. I thought it was going to be like a, a Gen G T1 D-plus KC top four uh -huh. with, with like Hanwha potentially fighting at the bottom of that. Yeah. But they're, they're looking solid. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of their games, but they're 5-1. and one. Yeah, they're solid. They're actually, they're legit. I mean, you got to think it's literally just Gen G from last year. But right, instead of Pays, they have Viper. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not too bad of a, a swap. It's instead hard of Jovi, to say. You have Zeka. It's like yeah. still not that bad of a swap. 
it, it's hard to say that that would be a bad roster to yeah. just go the Gen G roster that was supposed to win everything last year potentially, yeah. and then put Viper in for for Pays, who's always considered one of the best ADCs in the entire world, yeah. and then Zeka in for Chovy. I mean, like it's hard to like top Chovy, but like you said, Zeka's not it's, a bad replacement. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think Han was definitely like the legit third team. Okay. LCK, they beat D plus pretty handedly too, and it just feels like all the roles are playing pretty free. They they mm. play as a team really well too. I don't really have too much else to say about Hanwha Life. I think that they're just solidly gonna be in that three spot for the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. What, what shakes out past three? Then, um, I mean, hopefully KT saves four. I would love to love to see him higher but it sounds like that's not going to happen so yeah yeah that's one of those kt's one of those teams where they're gonna eh, it, it's hard to tell with them right now yeah yeah i think it's a well, lot of piosic and it's a lot of bdd okay and honestly it's it's a lot of piosic deft and bdd and then barrel and perfect are kind of they're that true supporting cast you know yeah i feel like we've we've gone through pretty much everything yeah one quick thing um yeah while we're still on the LCK. Sure. So I want to tell you like a pretty cool, heartwarming story. Or, okay. uh, yeah, I, I think this is like super cool, honestly. So let's hear it. Back in 2021, Faker went on this like variety show. Okay. Uh, it was called About Time. And basically, contestants could bid on time to like talk with Faker. Oh, cool. So, like, they had a bunch of people in the audience, and then this dad, uh, he had he had stage four cancer, and he oh. had a few months left to live, and he bid six million Korean won, so like around fifty four hundred dollars, okay. So that he could him and his son could meet Faker. Uh, this was in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing was super emotional. Like Faker was crying uh, when he heard the dad's story, and then eventually, like. Like the guy ended up winning the the bidding, and Faker went and talked to to the kid, and the kid dreamed of being a pro gamer, and sure. Faker was just like brutally Sweet honest with the kid. Like, there's so many people trying to become pro gamers. Like, if like the kid was in middle school, so he's like, you have to go all in on gaming. Like, do you know that that's what you want to do? Like, if you if you don't go all in, you're not gonna make it. Like he was saying stuff like that. Like super yeah. honest with the kid. I mean, that's uh, how it is, right? Yeah. Like, it, if you're not 100% in it, then it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So Faker is just super, like, organic and, and honest with the kid. Yeah. And um, fast forward to now, that kid, he recently did an interview, and he's a few years away, apparently, from making his debut in Academy. In the, wow. Yeah, in Korea. And, like, he dropped out of high school to go all in, and he, like, took Faker's advice to heart, which is so cool, like. I'm sure that whole experience for him was like just life changing. And yeah. His name's Jimin. Uh, okay. He hit Grandmaster as a 15 year old. In, in this, Korea? In Korea, yeah. Oh, man. So this is the kicker, though. Do you remember the Showmaker viral Cassante clip? Yeah, yeah. Guess who the Cassante was? It was him? It was this kid, yeah. Oh my, that's wild. It, it's like the craziest full circle moment. And like the fact that this kid is close to debuting soon in, in Academy, like the way that that whole thing played out, I thought that was like probably one of the most heartwarming things that I've seen in a while. Like just that's the original so cool. video is super touching. 
But then to yeah. see that this kid is actually taking Faker's advice to heart and he's like on the cusp of, of making it as a pro gamer. I think that's like one of the coolest things. And to be tied with one of the most viral clips of all time. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was the Cassante in that video. <laughs> Man, imagine, imagine how cool it would be if he ends up going pro, if he ends up in the LCK and plays Cassante against like either Showmaker or Faker. Or any yeah. Of them. How crazy is that going to go? It'd be insane. Like that's that'd be probably so the sick. coolest thing for the kid. Yeah, but yeah, a shout out to uh to Jay Taki for uh showing that the Cassante was uh was this kid Jimin. That's cool. I would have never realized that until I saw that on Twitter. I was like, "There's no way that that it's the viral Cassante is this kid." Like the odds of that are just so slim, so slim. I you mean, know? but like that that's got to be like some kind of good like juju though, right? Yeah. Like the the fact that he he can make show showmaker rage that hard, like. I mean, who knows? But like, that's kind of sick. Yeah, I think I think it's a super cool story. If you guys want to yeah. uh, check out that Faker video, I'd I'd recommend seeing that and just kind of seeing how this kid's evolved. It, I think it's really cool and really touching. That's a but cool yeah. story. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was that was awesome that it that it actually ended up being him. I, I hope he he's makes doing. It now. Yeah, I, I do too. I think all of us should be rooting for him, honestly. And yeah, what yeah, was it, Jimin? Is that right? Jimin? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's his actual uh, IGN, but okay, yeah, that's sick. I hope yeah. we get to see him in the LCK at some point. Yeah, me too. He's he's like sixteen or seventeen, so he's still super young too. Wow. Yeah. All right, that's it for us. Uh, thanks for watching episode four of the All Chat podcast. Uh, tune in next week for episode five, and in the meantime, you can follow us on all of our social media at all chat lol on pretty much all platforms check us out on instagram twitter tiktok uh obviously youtube check out all those and then look for the podcast on youtube spotify and pretty much any other major podcasting app um we'll see you guys all next week thanks so much mm -hmm.